goes it everyone we've got uh, back to our normal state on game over Montreal it's a Canadians loss to the Seattle Kraken I am joined tonight by a good buddy it's Ryan Lambert so I'm gonna bring him in right now how's it going Ryan oh you know I just watched a, a hell of a hockey game oh it was beautiful it was yeah. the best game I've watched this year definitely not terrible and not worth staying up for yeah, no, it, it's funny. I was on the Zoom call two hours ago because the game was over when it was two to one. <laughs> As most games so far this season have been. I'm uh, For those who may be able to hear some background noise, I'm currently got some, some people hassling in the background here because I went to uh, a good game earlier this tonight. I went to the Canadians women's soccer team, their celebration tour. And look at this. Got Julian McKenzie here who watched the game with me. <laughs> So, uh, hype for Julian coming up, but, uh, yeah, we went to the Canes women's national team. Uh, they played their celebration tour after winning the gold medal, which, uh, I know you're a big, uh, American sports fan there, Ryan. So I yeah, got to rub in a little bit that we finally well, beat the Americans there. Wow. You did it one time. First one of all. time. And second you know of all, one uh, time is enough. That, that gimmick is over. We're, we're that we haven't been doing that, that bit for years now. You're throwing off my white palette. Eh? <laughs> anyway, that's, that's how it's all he, he comes on. It's like, hey, do you want to know how white Berkshire is? <laughs> watch this. Just, look, at what, look what it does to my face. Just want to say, uh, everybody listening to this, uh, Andrew's great, man. Uh, great hospitality. And uh, yeah, man, uh, November 13th, Hot Ones Gauntlet. That's true. Oh, yeah, man. Anyways, dog, thanks so much for having us over. <laughs> My pleasure, man. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah, we uh, we watched that. It was fun. We got to go to the stadium there, and then we came home and watched this garbage, which is what the Canadians have been serving us all season long. So Impossible uh, to see it coming. That's, the, that's yes. the tough part. Very difficult to see a big fall from the Canadians after losing, I think it was almost half their roster, uh, it was like 43% turnover based on last season. So big some some big names as well gone. But uh, I, I think the one thing that uh, I've been kind of harping on on this show is that as much as it's easy to see how this you know season has been unfolding, it was also, it should have been easy for the Canadians to prepare for. Not necessarily to replace Shea Weber, but uh, to have a plan for his eventual retirement due to injuries because... Uh, who would have known more I, about it? I mean, yes and no, right? Like, where are you going to get someone to replace Shea Weber? Go well, you got five Seth years. Jones? Yeah, but like... Try to Shea, get some draft picks in there? Develop some well, players? Well, I mean, but again, like, that's, that's the team trying to be like, well, we're going to be competing. We're not, you know, like, it's, it's the same thing Chicago did, right? Where it's like... We're we're gonna like rebuild on the fly. We're gonna be we're gonna be uh, vaguely competitive, or you know that's what they said. It's not like they didn't have the draft picks the last few years. They just didn't turn them into anything. Yeah, well, that's kind of been one of the issues that they've had for ten years now is well, developing yeah. players, and I, I guess you could say making picks as well. But uh, it it just hasn't been pretty from that side. Yeah, 
No, I, but that's my point, right? Like, this is a team that is always going to spend to the cap, which is good in theory, but then in practice, if you're not developing guys uh, internally, right, uh, the only person you're going to spend money on is like a 28-year-old guy who's fine. Yeah. Because the really good free agents very rarely make it to market. And, well, and they, there was one really good free agent this year in Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. And I guess it might have been hard to convince him to come back into Canada. I don't know what his preferences would be, but, uh, or the taxes in Quebec, like that's a tough thing. But, well, I can't imagine I, New Jersey was an easy sell either. I know they've got an they upcoming situation. Dollars. Yeah. And like so the Canadians could have done that too. But from what I heard, they didn't even really? offer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that that's also hockey brain. Yes. You know, so what, what are you going to do, I guess? You know, like you can't. Uh, is Dougie Hamilton worth nine million dollars a year? Yeah, probably right for now. the whole contract, probably for the whole contract or thereabouts yeah. anyway. Like you're going to I think over the course of the seven years, you're going to get the sixty three million dollars in value. Maybe yes, because he's worth more than year. nine now. Correct. Um, whereas, you know, like if you're because this is the other thing that you can't. You you can't talk about the Canadians this summer uh, without or even last year without saying, uh, well, look, I mean, they went on this unexpected run in the playoffs and how did they do it? They had they had four Shea Webers back there. They they were you know like they were oh like, yes, all, all that bullshit. Can I swear on this? Sorry. Yes, yes, you um, can. We are uncensored. I I, yeah. I don't often, but uh, it's a yeah. late one, so let's swear as much as the hell like as much as we want. Let's do it. Well, like I said, yeah, that was, it's all it was all smoke and mirrors, right? Like last, the the run to the Cup final, was smoke and mirrors. They played a team that like nobody was injured on. And uh, got their heads caved in, right? Like that's that's what happened against Tampa, and uh, anybody could have seen that coming. And you know, like like I guess they couldn't have planned for maybe this is the summer where Shea Weber uh, can't play anymore, um, and they probably couldn't have planned for whatever's going on with Carey Price, um, or or you know any number of other guys who are like not in the lineup right now. Um, and some underperformance by guys like Cole Caulfield. This guy's scoring so few goals. I'm calling him Cold Caulfield. Oh, and, oh. okay. And um, and yeah, like you know, I look. He was my pick to win the Calder this year. Yeah, uh, mine too. I mean, my, it was between him and uh, I had Spencer Knight up there. Zegers is up there too, but yeah. Well, I mean, Knight was always how many games are they going to let him yeah. get into? And uh, Bobrovsky's been unbelievable this year so yeah. i can't i can't like blame uh blame florida for for sticking with the hot hand or whatever but point point being like you know even if we said montreal is going to be exactly as good as they were last year which they weren't because you know they replaced uh every player they lost with a like slightly bargain. worse player yeah, a bargain least. store version of that player, right? Yeah, like I like Dvorak, but I don't think he's as impactful as Dino. Yeah, of course he isn't. 
No, no, but like very few people in the league are at doing the thing to know does. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and so you go and, and, uh, Savard for, for Weber, what, you know, go down the list. Right. And so you're like, okay, well, they barely made the playoffs in a division with seven teams, uh, two of which were like among the worst teams in the league last season. They barely made the playoffs. Like they, they had to wait until other uh, playoff rounds started to find out that they were, you know. Uh, so you're like, okay, they're going to be exactly that good. Uh, now they're in a division with Tampa, Boston, Florida, Toronto. And like, Tampa and Toronto, not off to good starts, obviously. Although Tampa won tonight in pretty convincing fashion. That that was a also a bad game, but, you know. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's no way these guys are making the playoffs. Forget it. That's it. You know, like, yeah. are they? It, if they're the fifth best team in the Atlantic, is that enough to put them ahead of being the fourth best team in, in the Metro? in the metro no yeah probably so there you go yeah so you basically have to rely on somebody else caving in which is well again toronto yeah toronto's trying real hard they're really they're really putting in the effort and and tampa has not been good this year like vasilevsky couldn't stop traffic right now yeah that's that's really frustrating for me because ryan i picked vasilevsky as the the heart this year because i thought you know you look at the storyline right Tampa Bay oh, lost their whole second them. line, right? But they're still going to yep. be good. Who's everyone going to look to? Vasilevsky. Yeah. He's shit in the bed for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I didn't put any what money. What did I have for my heart pick? Oh, probably Connor McDavid. Guy's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to go yeah. against the curve, right? Do something interesting. Yeah. I was trying to find the article uh, that I wrote uh, before the season started that – I had to go on Montreal uh, radio and they yelled at me for writing uh, what all the stuff I just said, you know? Um, and now I, now that I have that open, I can probably find the, uh, the heart trophy one as well. But anyway, point is, um, yeah, like the door is wide open for the Montreal Canadiens and they're like, no, no, after you, sir, yeah. <laughs> we'll lose even harder. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And I, yeah, I had, I had, uh, in no particular order. Well, that's not true. Alphabetical order. I had Kaprizov, Kucherov, McKinnon, Matthews, McDavid. Those were the guys I was like. Those are probably the top five. And then if you want to say like Barkov, Drysital, Hellebuck, Panarin, who also is having a bad season uh, so far, Pasternak and Mark Stone, who is out until. Uh, like January or something. Man, that is a brutal blow. Talk about bad injuries. No that's, kidding. That's potentially crippling. But yeah, in that division, have, Vegas should be White okay. Cloud, they don't have... Yeah, that's true. But they don't have White Cloud. They don't have uh, Tuck. They don't have Pacioretty. They don't have Stone. That stinks. Yeah, that's rough. That's a real Yeah, for a team that also them. doesn't have a number one center. It, like a real actual one. I like Chandler Stevenson, but like he shouldn't be. Yeah. They've got like team. two second line centers and a decent third line center if Nolan Patrick works out. I think he's also out now, isn't he? He got injured that last game. That sounds right. Yeah. So they're they're in a rough spot. But uh, I didn't watch their game tonight. Uh, I was otherwise engaged. Uh, 
but um i don't know if he played is my point yeah yeah it's i mean the funny thing about this month for the montreal canadians and i brought it up before but i i gotta beat this dead horse a little bit is that if you look at their schedule for the month of october if they were gonna make hay and kind of force themselves into the conversation in any month of the year it kind of had to be this one yeah so far they've played teams yeah they've i think they played two teams that made the playoffs last year yeah it's not good <laughs> they've got yeah. the sharks up next who throttled them in montreal well I, i'm looks... not super worried about the, the they've lost the last two now they lost tonight um they're bad they're not a good team. i mean they will be bad but will they be as bad as the canadians is my question <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, they they got to be in the business of uh, of just like juicing Tomash Hurdle's uh, power play minutes, like full two minutes every single power play. I need that guy putting up like you know in the first twenty games. I need him putting up fifteen plus points, and then I need to trade him to like Boston or Vegas or somebody. Yeah, yeah. They probably won't trade him to Vegas, like in division. They probably won't do that. But yeah, we had a comment on the on the stream saying that uh, the the record so far isn't representative of the Canadians. They're somewhere in the middle. Of course, it's not. No team in the NHL is bad enough to be one and six permanently. You know, like teams just don't bottom out that hard. Well, uh, let 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 me direct you to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> okay, but they're trying they're to doing. be bad. Right? They sure are, and they are succeeding. Yes, they are. The Arizona Coyotes can be that bad. The Buffalo Sabres of the last few seasons can be that bad. But I think this Canadiens team, I think that's, it, it's a fair comment, and I think we also know that. We're not going to expect the Montreal Canadiens to be, what are they on pace for, like 10 wins this season? <laughs> like, Yeah. It's it's not going to be that bad. But No, but they're I think the, 20th the playoffs in are the out. league in 5-on-5 in five five expected goals right now. Like, Yeah, they're, the they're playoffs not. are out. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you can do the math pretty quickly here. Um, but they're one in six, so they have two points from their first seven games. That means they have seventy five left uh, to get to ninety five points. They would need ninety three points from seventy five games, and that is a pace for a. They need to play at a hundred and two point pace for the entire rest of the season. Yeah, and I'm I'm just yeah, not believing just that about, with this roster. Well, no, again, like there are very few teams that I would go. That's reliably a 102 point pace team over 75 games. Yeah. Like Tampa, Colorado. Uh, and again, these are teams that probably do have to pay, play it about that pace to get to 95 yeah, points. They've all had starts rough starts. The season. Um, so I guess you'd say the Canadians are in good company, <laughs> but. <laughs> But until you uh, expand that to Arizona, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. But hey, uh, you you got all all the fans of Montreal got to spike the football beating uh, Detroit the other night. So yes, big so exciting. I I think the the thing that they're holding on to right now uh, as a fan base is just that Toronto is just as bad, and that they also beat Toronto in the playoffs, which you get to hang your hat on cool. until the Maple Leafs eventually find some playoff success, which probably will happen someday. But well, they're so well, in their own I heads. Mean, it's not even that. It's just like Sheldon Keefe hasn't tried anything different, and he's all out of ideas. You know, it's the yeah. it's the classic Simpsons joke where he's like, "Oh, what if I put Michael Bunting on the top line?" And it's like, "Yeah, you you cracked it, buddy. You 
I actually like that to be honest, because bunting brings I, a little bit of the the style of play Hyman, that Hyman did, yeah, so it makes some sense. Right, but like you would have said the same thing about Nick Ritchie, and that guy stinks. True. Yeah, so. I don't think Ritchie has like the closing speed that Bunting and Hyman have, though. Yeah, no, like, to, I, to pressure plays. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Ritchie has not worked out. I I didn't think Ritchie would struggle this much. Like I think he's a decent middle six winger. Yeah, they are putting him in a position where he can't succeed. That's true. Yeah. And so and so he's like, hey, this is Sheldon. He's like, hey. Don't don't blame this on Nick Ritchie. And it's like, I guess I'll blame you then. Like you're the one who keeps putting him with with Matthews. So. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We should again, we should like, say something know. positive about the Canadians because uh, they did the manage to. Good. Yeah, oh. the which? The sweaters. The sweaters. They they do look good. They're classic. Uh, this is I. Be, it might be the first game of the season that they have in a lot of power play. <laughs> they're they're. Penalty kill this year is coming into this game. I think was at like fifty five percent, and they killed off I think six penalties in this game. So you know, round of applause. Regression to the mean baby. They, We're doing they did it. something. They did something. Uh, yeah, definitely some regression happening there. But uh, it's it's once again not pretty. Um, yeah. We we talked about the Leafs not like trying nothing and they're all out of ideas. The Canes are kind of in the same boat, right? Like there's not a lot of creativity coming from the coaching staff, coming from the players. Like, oh, you, you yeah. kind of saw Seattle, who have not been good offensively this season. And like, obviously, Gord coming back helps, but, like, getting lit up twice by Brand- Brandon Tanev and another time by Ryan Donato. It's not like superstars are doing this to them, but Seattle's speed, especially well, to the like, outside cutting in, really yeah. tore that decor to shreds. Yeah, that, I mean, th- that Donato, that's exactly what Ryan Donato does. Like, it's the only thing he does well, but, like, it gives him whatever like 10 power 10 breakaway opportunities uh a month or whatever because that's that's just what he's good at and he's like Paul like, Byron yeah and and he's a guy who you know they got him Seattle got him for basically nothing I think like he wasn't their expansion draft pick I think they just got him for like on a UFA deal if I'm not mistaken um and he's a guy where it's like yeah he's like a, a probably an above average shootout guy and he uh, can get he can like get away from the defense, you know. Got that you, quick if, step. Yeah, exactly. And it so, it doesn't uh, doesn't hurt when a guy like Romanov puts a soft backhander through the middle of the ice right off a faceoff, and he can just pick yeah, it off. You don't want to. That was I know I've been really hard on Romanov so far this year, but he is really working hard to earn it. Yeah. No, I. I I, I have to confess that I, this is only my second Canadiens game I've watched. So, well, I, I, you know. If you're not purposely doing it, why would you put yourself through the pain? Because <laughs> I, I got to tell well, you, they haven't been great games so far. Yeah, I mean, I've watched most of Chicago's games so far oh. this season. Um, that's different. They, that's like watching like a train wreck, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's that's going to the NASCAR race to watch the the crashes in the corners. But um, yeah, it, it's weird. Like when, especially early in the season, and depending on which teams have like national games, um, you're just gonna see like a weird collection of teams. Like I've seen the Predators play twice, and it's like. Who gives a shit about the Nashville Predators this year? But and like I've seen them play tw- as many times as I've watched Colorado, just for whatever reason, you know. So that's the life of a uh, 
of a national guy and not a one team guy. Yeah, I, I know that life well, but I, I, I have That's to right. say I do enjoy the one team thing just because you you get like really ingrained in the storylines, but mm. you do miss. I mean, it would have it was worse last year. For I mean, I wasn't stuck to the Montreal Canadiens last year, but like it would have been worse to have this season last year where you're also only facing six other teams in like the right. North Division. Where, like I, I actually liked the interdivision play last year, but if you're just covering one team, I feel Got like that to be must a bit get much. Yeah, super boring after a while. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, wow, the Capitals again. Cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Well, I mean, at least you can watch Ovi score and chase that record. But yeah, seven goals in six games. He's going to do it, folks. That's I love he that. Rocks. So I love him. Like I was really worried that we'd start like pushing down into like the thirty goal seasons, and it could still happen because he's his shooting percentage is pretty crazy so far. But uh, I, yeah, I just but hope he scores. 50 he's banking him. You know? know, he's banking him. That's he all. Is. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I don't. But, yeah, that's all you care about, right? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, seven goals in six games. Uh, to your point, he is currently shooting 27%. Um, I say he continues that. <laughs> you know, what's, what's his career number? It can't be any lower than like 16, right? I think it's only like 12, because remember for oh, yeah, a while... He just, his, shoots, uh, he just shoots the puck. Constantly. Yeah, in his like best year where he scored 13. 60, he yeah. shot like 550 shots. 450, it says. Was here. it 450? Okay. Yeah, the next year he Maybe had I'm five, shot attempts. 528 the next season at okay, only that's scored 56. 528 shots. What a In 79 games. <laughs> he didn't even play all the games. No, he didn't. My God. Oh, man, he rocks. He's so He's cool. the best. Yeah. I mean, I love that he like he even got injured in training camp, right? And I, like, yep. I was worried. I was like, no, no, he can't get injured. He's He never gets injured. Don't start this, and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna score every game. Anyway. He, yeah, and he missed some games at, down the stretch last season, and you're like, damn, they really COVID plus a lockout. You know that really, that really probably cost him like 50 goals. He's gonna watch him fall 49 goals short of Gretzky or oh. whatever, and you're like, oh, what could have been? Yeah, but, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I think everybody, even Gretzky's hoping he breaks it, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, um, it's funny when, when they had Gretzky on the Turner broadcast down here uh, to start the year, all the guys were like, but you don't want him to really. And Gretzky's like, no, I do. I don't. And they're like, well, why? And he's like, I think it's good for the game. And it's like, no, it's because uh, Gretzky has 78 other records. He doesn't need like the one record. Like he, he, you know, you know what? One guy. Uh, can can pass me that's fine yeah uh, and he'll still say i have like more assists than hundred career assists or whatever <laughs> more assists than anybody else has points yeah that's so funny. ridiculous but yeah i i think he also like when i was a kid i remember i read gretzky's like autobiography or whatever yeah. which i'm sure he wrote himself and uh, he was talking about like when gordy howe was following him around to different games when he was about to break howe's record and he went yeah. on this like huge scoring slump, and he felt like a piece of shit because Howe kept on like buying tickets to different games to yeah. make sure that he was there when he broke the record. So I, I'm sure like some of that informs his uh, his view of how he thinks of uh, Ovechkin breaking the record and having that connection with Gordy Howe. And... Yeah, he's like a real uh, like hockey history guy too. Yeah. So like like it's so weird that he's one of the big like or out most outspoken at least like 
hockey historians that we hear about where he, you know, his last book was just like a hockey history book. Um, and also it's like, and then, yeah, I came along and broke every record and nobody will ever touch it. But listen, you, you have to understand Sil app or whatever that guy's <laughs> name was. Sil apps. Yeah. Apps. Okay. Freaking Sil apps. What is this guy on my freaking phone? <laughs> right. Very funny. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right. So we'll probably not go too much longer because I think like I'm exhausted. And I got to get up early in the morning with kids. But uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on here, Ryan. But we got some rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, this could be directed at you because I don't drink coffee. How much coffee have you consumed to stay up for the game? I also don't drink coffee. Oh, ooh. Ooh, we got right. something in coffin. Or in coffin. In common. It's Halloween. <laughs> Come on. Uh, someone asks, uh, what's wrong with the offense? How can you have all that talent on the team but never score more than one? All that talent? I mean, the they do Montreal have Canadian? some talent. I yeah, think some talent. Part right. of the issue is after the second line center, it's pretty thin there. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and I it's say like, that okay. after Pro just scored a hat trick, but I don't know. I think Suzuki yeah, well, is you're not, you're a not big issue on right now. To, yeah, sure. And and again, we mentioned Caulfield earlier. Uh, and But, like, if you're going, oh, Man, Josh Anderson, what a play. Like, yeah. you know, if you're relying on Josh Anderson to, like, be a golds driver for you, uh, get out of the relying on Josh Anderson business. He's not going to do that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Josh Anderson is like a, you, in a good year, you get 20 goals out of him. Yeah. Got, nice and player. That's fine. It's a good player. Yeah. But he can't be the key to your offense. And, uh, and especially like because Mike he's Hoffman. like, he's a one tool guy, right? Like, he drives yeah. down the side. That's exactly That's right. the yep. middle. Yeah, and, and, and Mike Hoffman's the same way. They added him in the in the offseason because you need like I mean they needed to change the the way the power play worked even with Weber healthy because like just blasting it from the point is and like Hoffman is legitimately a scary power play weapon in theory, right? Like that's what they brought him in to do for the blues last year, and that's what he did, you know. It's the yeah. only thing he did. And it's the only thing he's done for years. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't look at this. Like, what, what do you think in the, in the, in the division? Is this the fifth best forward group? Uh, I mean, I'd have to look at it. I think they're better than Ottawa, but Ottawa seems to use their forwards more efficiently. I'll say. Mm -hmm. Or at least allow their forwards more freedom to create. I think as much as there are roster issues here, and I don't think the one goal a game thing is sustainable by any stretch. Like they, no, well, they yeah, will I mean, score more than they have been scoring. But this team hasn't been a high scoring team for a very long time. Like yeah, forever. For Absolutely. yeah, they just, it's just not the way they are. They don't play a high flying style that that caters towards offense. Like Nick Suzuki is struggling to start the season. No, un undoubtedly. He has like the new contract jitters. Like something's going on there. He feels too much pressure. He's not doing the right things. He's not playing smart in the offensive zone. He doesn't have to know to take away the hard matchup. Yes. hundred percent. That's, but, that's mainly what it is. But also as a team at five on five, they're shooting five and a half percent. Yeah. But so like, I think they're going to score more goals. How many more? Well, I don't think you're going to like the answer. But... <laughs> no, the, the answer is not going to be fun, but at the same time, I think that outside of the roster issues, there's also structural issues in 
just the way that they play organ organizationally, not just the coaching staff, but from the top down, what they value doesn't translate to a lot of goals. So like, I think you could, if this team scores at their expected rate this season, I think you could squeeze more of that with a different style of play without sacrificing too much defensively. Yeah. Cause I don't think they're that great defensively either. Oh no, they're dark. Well, and, and that's the other thing is like uh, another good example of this is like Tyler Toffoli, just a guy who like his whole career, like last year accepted, right. First year with a new team, he goes bonkers. Right. Uh, but his entire career before that, he was a guy who underperformed because it's expected goals. Yeah. Pretty much. Or like, barely broke even and like so you kind of it was a little bit magic beans that first season you know like it's i I don't know how reliable that's going to be going forward yeah i don't think you can expect him to score at a 40 goal pace i think if you get a really good year from tofoli he'll score like flirt with 30 flirt with 30 yeah maybe 30 yeah yeah i i think you're you're looking at like 25 to 28 as like a normal shooting his average year mm-hmm. for Toffoli in the role that he's playing. Um, we got another question here. It was, uh, do you think they should send Cole Caulfield down to the Laval rocket to get some confidence and protect him from the shipwreck? I don't think so. I think he's no. actually coming alive a little bit. I think the first few games were really rough. He was he really overhandling tonight, the puck. I thought. Yeah, he had some some moments. I think uh, I was talking to a friend earlier in the, in the evening, and they were saying like he, they think that... Uh, Suzuki needs to simplify his game a little bit, but Cole Caulfield needs to complicate his game a little bit. Do more of the things that he's really good at. And I, I can see that. I think that he's starting to do that. It's just in small sample sizes, sometimes things don't work for you. I know that uh, PSN posted a list today of like uh, all the players who, like the number of scoring chances generated off of a zone entry. And Caulfield was in the top 10 so far this season, which is interesting. Things haven't been going right for him, but I'm not worried. Yeah, about the puck's not going in. Um, I gotta look how how much he's shooting the puck. He's got I don't 13 think shots on goal in in seven games at five on five, and that is second on the team behind only Brendan Gallagher. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, so like you, you definitely want him shooting more, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah, 13 individual scoring chances. How about this though? 13 individual scoring chances, zero high danger. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense because he's not a net crasher. No, but, like, you want him shooting from a little bit closer to the net than that. You don't want him shooting from the top of the circles. Yeah, you're not Patrick Laine where it's like, ooh, that, like, early in his career he had that deceptive shot or Austin Matthews, same thing. He has, like, a deceptive shot. Like, that's not really Cole. Like, Cole Caulfield just, like, places it perfectly. Yeah, places it perfectly and gets it off quickly, right? Like, you want to be setting him up for for the quick one-timers and the snapshots and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if he's getting the looks so far that he wants to get, even if he's putting up good shots, but like, it's still positive that he's getting the scoring chances, I guess. Yeah. Like I, I've liked him more the last few games than I did in the first few games. So I'm not too worried about him. And I think you can still learn from struggling in the NHL. I'm not really a big believer in the idea that like you necessarily have to have AHL time. Uh, no, I, I I agree. And again, like he he's shooting zero percent on thirteen shots on goal. I don't think that's indicative of his talent level. No, like even if he's playing badly, one of those should have gone in. You know. Yep, definitely. All right, uh, favorite Backstreet Boys song. Uh, Backstreet's back for me. Not really hockey related, but Backstreet's back I, for sure. 
I got I gotta say I'm an in sync. You're an in sync guy. Ooh. Yeah. Like if I had to choose for sure. Um I I with a gun to my I'm a little bit older than you, I think. I'm 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 38 years old. Uh so Backstreet Boys, I'm like 14, 15 years old when they're a thing. That's not gonna fly with me, man. You know? <laughs> Like that, that, no, I was, I, I was listening to heavy metal. I was listening to punk rock. I, 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 that, that just passed me by. And so like most of, most of my uh, experience with all that is like through osmosis, like culturally, you know? So I, I'm sure I've heard a million Backstreet Boys songs. Uh, certainly the one where they say the name of their band in it. Uh, that, that's the one. Backstreet's back. Yeah. That's one I'm familiar with. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could tell you any more than that. All right. They so what I want it that way is that, yeah, them? that's a, that's a Backstreet Boys song. Okay, so what, we'll, say we'll, we'll switch it up and we'll say, uh, what's your sync banger? Uh, bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Bye. bye. That's a good song. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit cliche, I guess, but like, yeah, it's a banger. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You ask a queen fan, you like Bohemian Rhapsody. They're like, yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, someone I asked made a movie uh, about it. <laughs> thoughts on the Druan comments. I didn't see the Druan comments uh, specifically, so if anybody wants to post that in the chat, I'd gladly read it. But is I think this the one some... where he said Weber is retired. Yeah, I think so. Like I only saw someone alluding to that. I mean, he uh, is essentially. He, he's that's... retired on LTIR. That's the reality of it. He's not yeah. coming back. That's right. Yeah, like, uh, that was all I saw. Uh, I saw it posted in French. I had to reach back into my like high school uh, French and be like, I think that means retire. And then, you know, the, the Twitter auto translate uh, said, yeah, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a super obvious question, Ryan. It's not okay. from the chat. It's from my own. And I've, I've weighed in on this myself. But uh, if you are the president of the Montreal Canadiens, say, I don't think they have a president. But maybe it's Jeff Molson. If you're Jeff Molson, Obama, he was president. Mark Bergevin is on an expiring contract. He's probably not going to be back next season. Do you ride it out, or do you immediately look for a replacement and try to figure out what the future of the team is? I mean, I don't. Maybe I don't want to get into the business of like uh, paying to GMs or whatever. Um, but like if money isn't an object and usually it wouldn't be in Montreal. Yeah. What are we keeping them around for? Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, All right, like so the, the full quote from Druin is he retired. Basically he won't come back for us. You move on. Hockey's over for him. Translated from French. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it might be controversial for the people who are pretending that Weber is going to come back, but. Any day now, just just like uh, all these other LTI. Oh, uh, Henrik Zetterberg. You never know. He really might come back. You never know. Yeah. Okay. Pavel Datsuk's yeah. coming back from the K. He's going to help Detroit rebuild. That's right. 58 years old. He's like a, a huge like cult guy now or something. You, have you seen all this? No, I've no. not. Oh, there's like some, I, I don't, I don't know all the details, but there's like some uh, like uh, uh, extremist priest that he's a follower of oh like right because he's like saying like 5g right? is corona you know all that kind of stuff i 
I guess I don't know all the uh, all the details, but I just remember seeing the headlines of like, you're not going to believe what Pamela did. And I was like, you know what? I didn't. I didn't uh, see that one coming. <laughs> Somebody says Marion Gabrick skated last week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, Gabrick. Man, that was a guy who was absolutely electrifying when he was healthy, but that was very rare. All right. Uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up, Ryan, because I'm okay. sure you probably want to get to sleep as well. But thank you yeah. so much for coming on. And before I let you go, plug all your stuff so people can find it where you are and uh, patronize your your work. Uh, yeah. So I write for uh, Elite Prospects at EPRinkside.com. Um, if you want to sign up for EP Ringside, it's a subscription. Sort of, like I think we have some stories for free, like you know all those other sites that do the same thing do. But we're mostly <laughs> behind a paywall. And um, uh, if you want to sign up for a year's subscription, uh, use the code I Love EP, all one word, and you get three months for free tacked on oh, the sick. end of your. Uh, so it's more like a fifteen month subscription. And then uh, the Puck Soup podcast, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast, you can get it there. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Puck Soup. And you can get uh, we're, uh, bonus episodes and you can get uh, uh, Stick to Sports with me and Sean Gentili of The Athletic, where we don't talk about any sports stuff at all. That's why it's called that. Um we're going to talk about Dune a lot this this weekend. That's that's yes. occupying my mind. We got a few comments at the beginning of the stream asking about Dune, but I haven't seen it, and I know that if we get you going on it, you'll probably go for a while. <laughs> so All night, like, baby. We'll ignore that for now, but I'm excited to see that flick because I'm yeah, a huge Denny Villeneuve fan. Mm. I yeah, uh, I also read the read the book uh, several years ago or whatever. The book rocks. Uh, the movie is as faithful an adaptation as I think you can get on screen without oh, nice. it being 12 hours long, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. See Dune also. I'll plug Dune, the number one <laughs> plug movie Dune. in the world. Go to the theater. Support the big blockbuster yeah. sci-fi pick. That's right. I saw it in IMAX, so. Nice. Yeah, I've heard that it's 100% worth going to see on the biggest screen with the biggest... Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. Impossible. I can't imagine watching it and like, you know, the dogs walking back and forth. I'm looking at my <laughs> phone. You know, don't do that to yourself. See yeah. the movie how it was intended to be seen. A hundred percent. Let's all go to the theater. All right, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for everybody who stayed up with us. Really appreciate people who actually tuned in to watch this post game after that game. True this sickos. Like, seriously, Truly sick, sick, sick people. 